0: Sunday School. It is your co hosts, Cody Page and Ashley. We are, hey, we are really excited to present to you today this podcast that we have been mulling over, and we're excited to share some things with you. This podcast, we kind of want to explore a topic together and just see where the conversation goes and just kind of switch things up a little bit. So today we wanted to specifically talk about um, finding grace while dating. It's so grace with ourselves, grace with others. We're trying to figure out that balance of setting boundaries of appropriate healthy relationships, but also including the Lord in how we date.
1: You know, we we always talk about like include Heavenly Father include the Savior in your dating experience And we haven't really had the opportunity to dive into what that means for us, right? Because we each do it a little differently so, Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about like what it means to you to include I'm gonna say the Godhead as a whole because they're all involved. What does that mean to you? Um, to include them in dating.
0: I actually struggle with it quite a bit because, not because I don't think that God cares about my dating, I think he does. The reason I struggle with it is because I tend to listen to the dating experts um, more than my prompting sometimes, and so that is something that I fight a lot. So that's just me being honest, is that I'm not perfect at this. Uh, When I'm in a relationship, I'm way better at it, because I'm like, okay, I pray about the other person. How can I help them? How can I communicate through this uh, difficult time we're having or whatever it might be? But when, because I had the online dating guru and I was on the news and I had this course, um, I have my algorithms on Instagram and TikTok just full of dating experts giving me advice. And wouldn't Mm -hmm. you agree that the majority of the advice is pretty brash? Like, it's, like, not, does not give grace. It's, like, you get it, like, if they do anything wrong, you're out.
1: Like, it's just. Absolutely. There is this rhetoric out there of, if they want to, they will. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is true sometimes. Mm -hmm. And probably true for the majority of people, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think all these statements are true for the masses, but not necessarily true for individuals. And that's where I think dating experts and everyone in general get things wrong is when we generalize a whole for one. Right.
0: And, you know, Um, you and I like I have realized this when you talk about people that you're interested in and we want to go to that like, oh, they're doing this like this is bad. Right. Like we put it in a good or bad box and we're like, that's bad. So you get out. And then I have noticed that Ashley's been sharing some things with some people she's been talking to. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can relate to that. Like I can relate to not always being able to text back at a convenient time or I've had guys, I've told guys in advance, like, I'm really busy this week, like crazy busy, but I am interested. I want to talk to you. And I remember one guy I was talking to when I could, and I had told him it was going to be a busy week. And I felt like he thought I was just using a line when really I was just trying to be honest and being like, really, I'm just trying to pay rent. I'm trying to get my life together. And I invited him to this game night. And when I invited him to game night, I had a really busy week. My friend was coming in that weekend. And so it was crazy. I had to get work done. I had to take care of my kid and I had to clean my house. And I was planning this party, everything, right? And so I'm like, hey, I'm having this party. And he was so offended that I invited him. He was like, how do you think that makes me feel like you not talking to me every day and then you invite me to a party? And I was like, how would it make you feel if I was trying to show you that, hey, I am busy, but I am trying to include you in my life where I can. But dating experts would say that Cody Page really isn't that into you. She would make time for you if she could.
1: If she wanted to, she would. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, absolutely. I think everyone handles different um, aspects of dating differently, time management differently. Um, I am very much the type that I um, more often than not will go into a situation. Um, just giving it all that I have, right? Like, it's fine. I, I'm working. I'm with my son. But when I'm not those two things, I can talk to you. This is great. And I mm-hmm. can make time for you um, for that not everyone's that way. And sometimes that's a lot to process. Right. And so like, I know you, you work, um, like in chunks, you were, you set your day up into chunks of time, Mm -hmm. um, which really works well for you. Whereas I usually am doing little bits of everything all at once, which works for me. Right. And I think that that's, um, evident in our dating too. Right. I think and so I try and look at other people that way as well when dating, right? Because not everyone is going to be like me. Not everyone's going to be like you. And there's going to be some variation in between all along the way. When I am dating people, and we've talked about before how I navigate um, dating apps, right? So like I'll be talking to maybe a couple different people at once till I figure out which one of those people I'd like to really focus on. What we didn't talk about in that podcast is for me, that usually includes prayerful consideration of these people. Because I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking to people who aren't great. So I've got three great people, let's say. And I'm trying to sort out like, huh, I want to go on a date with one of them. Who should it be? These are the times when I implore God and the Godhead to be involved in my dating. These are the times that I ask the questions. And the question is not, Heavenly Father, is this the man for me? Because that's not a thing. And it's not... Heavenly Father, is this going to be perfect? Because that's not a thing. And it, you know, it. what those questions do look like are, Heavenly Father, is this a valid option? Who of these people are valid options for my life right now? Because you know better. You know the conversations that I don't hear. You see their hearts. What can I learn about these people from you? And And, again, we've talked about before, sometimes it's just not a good fit, and that has nothing to do with the person being good or bad. It has everything to do with two people who aren't compatible. Um, And so I like to involve Heavenly Father from the gate on that. Um, Do you – are you that way, or am I just crazy?
0: (laughs) You're not crazy. I I am not prayerful from the start, no. Mm -hmm. I – because I'm not on dating apps right now, I'm meeting people in a way that I would, I would call more organic, and that's you know, yeah. I don't know a better way to put it. Um, and it's not better or worse; it's just yeah. I'm personally not on dating apps right now just because um, I find myself getting overwhelmed so easily by communicating, and then I feel like I burn bridges. Like in mm-hmm. the last episode, I was talking about how my friend would open up her Snapchat and leave people on red. Um, mm-hmm. which I've been accused of that as well. I think if you like, <laughs> there was like a glitch in Snapchat. And so like a lot of people were saying like, I was leaving them on red. They were like, Oh, it's the girl that ghosts. And I was like, I'm, I am, I only ghost people if I'm like, I, I don't know. Anyways, I don't consider conversations fizzling ghosting, but yeah, I usually don't leave people on red. I'm not as prayerful until I find that I'm really liking someone. Yeah. So because I'm meeting just like a ton of people, like I go dancing like every week, multiple times a week. Sometimes I'm not going to be praying about anyone unless yeah. I'm really feeling a draw to them yeah. or I'm spending time alone with them. Yeah. And then that I makes do. Sense.
1: Yeah. Especially if you're meeting them like out in the world. Right. You're not going to pray yeah. about every dude you meet there. But if I'm right. if I'm like three to four to five days into texting with a guy and it's leading to a date and I feel like mm-hmm. we're getting there. It's like, well, should I waste my time As if it's not going to be compatible? And sometimes oh, like that, that sounds horrible, but I don't know. And not that I'm like so hungry to get into something, but it's just like, I I like to be efficient. No, I, I mean. <laughs> with I, all the things. Yeah, there's nothing wrong
0: with that. How do you feel when you do pray? Because I know everyone has different types of personal revelations. So what is your process? Like, what would that look like?
1: Um, It varies on the situation. Oftentimes it. Um, I, so I start my day and I end my day with prayer. Um, but I usually in the morning, um, read, do you guys, do you follow the book of Mormon 365 on Instagram?
0: I mean, I might, maybe I know what it is.
1: Yeah, I'm like, so it breaks down the Book of Mormon into like 15 to 20 verses a day. I wasn't reading the Book of Mormon regularly because I was kind of reading it sectionally and wasn't loving that. But this like keeps me on track and I do it every day. Um, And so if I have read my scriptures prior to my prayers, which is usually the case, I can sometimes, as I'm praying, think about what I had read that day and find answers there. Like I'll reference back to it, which is kind of cool oftentimes hearing our heavenly father through the holy ghost is words i i am impressed with words sometimes it's a statement you know like two or three words sometimes it's one word and sometimes it's like full sentences of like everyone and How do you tends recognize
0: to, that voice?
1: Through a lot of prayer <laughs> a lot of prayer because sometimes it's hard to differentiate what is coming from the godhead and what is intrusive thoughts um but there is a difference, and um, usually, if it is bringing peace to my soul, if I feel warm, if I feel, people call that, like, a burning in your bosom.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> a fun side note, one of my friends growing up um, in my class, in fact, Nicole, you know Nicole, Um, she thought burning in your bosom meant, like, burning in your butt. She didn't know what a bosom was oh when my- we were, like... 10 or 11 right we were young and she was like why do people talk about a burning in the butt anyways she listens to this podcast so shout out to her (laughs) sorry for putting you on blast (laughs) 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 sorry oh yeah Um,
0: well I also think burning in the bosom is sometimes sounds a little bit more intense than it is
1: yeah for sure when really it's just you know like that feeling of peace and comfort Mm -hmm. I can usually distinguish a intrusive thought because it gets my mind racing whereas a thought from heavenly father or the savior you know through the holy ghost is something that is pretty definite and warm Mm -hmm. um it's not something that gets my mind spinning into some craziness so
0: right yeah by your fruits you shall know them that's how i have distinguished it because like elder budnar has given a talk I'm pretty sure he gave it in conference, but I know he gave it at the MTC where he was like, just be a good little boy and a good little girl. Like, don't overthink it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of a lot with how God parents with me, and it's kind of how I parent my son. It's like um, I'm not really telling him individually what to do all the time. Mm -hmm. If he comes to me and asks for advice, I sometimes will, and I'll sometimes be like, figure it out man you know like it Mm -hmm. it depends on the situation and I think Heavenly Father does that a lot for us so sometimes we do go to him for advice and he's like I love you best of luck you know and sometimes that burning in the bosom sometimes that comfort that peace is just comfort because sometimes Mm -hmm. I've confused it as an answer like, when I'm praying about something, Heavenly Father sometimes just wants to hug me. He just wants to comfort me. And I'm like, is that an answer? And sometimes he's like, no, like, I'm, I'm just, like, I love you. I want you to be, like, feel peace. You're getting all yeah. worked up about this. Let me just help you, like, feel love. And sometimes I misinterpret that.
1: And I think sometimes, too, he's like, you can't actually grow unless you're feeling what you're feeling right now. So I can't take that away from you or give you some answer that will delete it but I can give you peace and love and I can send the spirit to be with you you know
0: yeah and I I think that's it's hard to to know what he's gonna do at what time or do we need to keep praying about it do we need to keep seeking or you know and I like that you brought in the scriptures because obviously that's a way that God communicates with us but he can communicate us we talked about this in Carrie's episode of like just like wherever you know yeah i remember president monson saying he would keep a notebook with him always and he would get personal revelation while watching the lion king you know and right and i can relate to that a lot of yeah you know that there's tons of different ways that the lord can communicate and sometimes it's not right when we want it um and sometimes I don't, I think for different people, when we talk about dating and including God, a lot of people have their really staunch opinions on what God's going to tell you and what he isn't in dating. Because when I got married, man, I knew I was going to marry that guy. Like I felt waves of the spirit confirmed to me while on my mission, before my mission, after my mission, you know, and we ended up in divorce still. And so people might view that as like, one person said to me, God doesn't tell you who to marry and who not to marry. And I'm like, he wasn't telling me to marry this person. He was saying this is a good, like, he was encouraging mm-hmm. it, rather. Like, I wasn't, it wasn't like I said, God, I don't want to marry him. He's like, too bad. That's not what yeah. it was.
1: No, he was, was telling you, this is a valid option. You guys could yeah. both make this a good thing.
0: Yeah. And I don't regret my marriage. Like, I, right. I don't regret... uh there's a lot of wonderful things that I learned from my ex-husband and through pain and through joy, like all the things, like I actually am really appreciative of the type of person my ex-husband is because he's very different than me. And so he helped, helped me become somebody that I am today through all the different types of struggles and wonderful things that we went through.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I look back on my first marriage sometimes and think like, Man, we had a lot of good years. Like, were there rough times? Absolutely. But were there good years, too? Like, yeah, I don't regret it. I got my sweet boy out of it and so many cool life lessons and um, hard life lessons, too, right? Like,
0: yeah. eh. Oh, lots of hard. I just felt like, you know, it's worth it in the end. Like, growth and learning is worth it. So yeah. sometimes like I remember you s- saying to me the other day, like you had prayed about something and you felt to do something and that it didn't end up in the way you thought. And I was like, maybe it, it's just not ending up the way you thought, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't the right path, you know, sure. like, yeah. and it's a process or it's growing.
1: Have a relationship with your Heavenly Father and prayer is a part of your day, right? I start it, I end it, and there are prayers all throughout the day in my heart or in my head or out of my mouth. When you are a person, or prayerful person, is is second nature to include your Heavenly Father in everything in your life, including dating. And I'm not saying, hey, Heavenly Father, is this person a good man to marry before we go on a date? That is not what I'm telling you. This is not yeah. some Rexburg you know, like,
0: BYU, I, yeah. I want to
1: get married in three months situation, <laughs> right? This is, hey, Heavenly Father, I have this much bandwidth to give to dating. Is this person worth the bandwidth I've got? Yeah. Fair. Not worth, but is this person a good, because everyone's great in the sight of God. Is this person compatible for the amount of bandwidth I have? Yeah. And if they aren't, can you either remove them from my life or, or help me to see that clearly? right
0: right,
1: um, and then if they are then it's from there great i can make my choices and they can make their choices and we'll see if it works out but there are just yeah i find so much peace in including the godhead in my dating situations because even when it goes poorly and these dudes get mad because you're not wanting to move forward right that happens and sometimes that happens later than you would have liked it to happen. Right. Um, I just think there's so much peace that comes with it. Anyways.
0: And, you know, it's it's also something that it continues to date people when you want to chuck them aside, like we talked about at the beginning. You know, and that's including God in this has been hard for me because um i want to say I, i'm so protective of myself um an episode that we'll have in the future is going to be about sexual assault and so as a precursor to that i have had um some pretty intense experiences and so i'm very protective of my safety and i mean everyone everyone is women i would say more than men are aware of <laughs> Absolutely. It's just a yeah. heightened thing in our mind. But, um, so when it, when it comes to dating, I sometimes want to say, oh, here's the red flag. I'm out because I want to keep myself safe. Um, and uh, you know, if I have a red flag that is like, this guy's not going to keep you safe, obviously that's important and I need to get out. But when I am, when I rather, what I'm trying to say is just, it's not all about safety. Sometimes it's like, oh, this guy could hurt me emotionally. Like maybe he's a player or maybe he's, you know, got his mind on too many, like on on a lot of girls and I'm not at the forefront of his mind. Well, then I want to check out because I want to be at the forefront of his mind. And dating experts would be like, if he, if, if you, you know, you need a man, you want a man that you'll be number one. And I'm like, of course, but that doesn't mean that it's not a process. It doesn't mean that it's just going to be click. He he matches with me and he's like, bam, you're number one on my list because we talked about that before. That makes me uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, 100%. So,
0: so I have to, so Heavenly Father through prayer has helped me say, let's give this guy grace. Like you might want to check out, you might want to run away, but I tend to run after the men that are more charming and charismatic, which sometimes leads to men who have uh, toxic behaviors and so I'm trying to change the way I date, and the Lord is like really encouraging me to give grace.
1: Yeah, I had an experience a couple of months ago, um, and we've talked about on the podcast before how I will like talk to a couple people and then wean it down to one or two that I want to go on a date with and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, there was this time, and in fact, this has happened a couple times, where. I was talking to some people and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to there and see mm-hmm. like what he thinks. And it was like, okay, Heavenly Father, here's these this is how I pray by the way. <laughs> it's very conversational. Like I yeah. know that we're supposed to pray more formally, but frankly, that's not how Heavenly Father and I hang out. That's not what we do. And so it's like, all right, Heavenly Father, here's these dudes. Here's the things I like about them. Like are any of these people like a good fit for me? Are they a valid option for me? would they be supportive in the ways that I'm looking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And these were three great dudes who were all lovely. And he was like, mm, let's not forget about that other one. That guy that you talked to a couple months right. ago, who kind of stopped talking to you, who you feel hurt by, who you. Yeah. And I was like, uh, wait a tick HF. That's not <laughs> what we do around here. That's actually not what we do. Um, we Move forward with the people who are showing interest, and he's like, "Well, don't discredit that person. They have always been honest. They've always been up front, and you like them the most." (laughs) And it was like, "Yep." And I hadn't thought about that person in months. You know, well, weeks. Let's be real; it was weeks, but still, it was like, "But I, I don't know." And and then when I went back and pursued that situation. It went differently that time. And it was better. um, Better.
0: And that's how I can say I can relate to that. Because sometimes I'm in this rough time in my life where, like... I, I'm like, I don't have as much bandwidth. I don't have as much time physically. Like I'm trying to play catch up. Maybe we just went on a vacation and I'm getting back in town and it's like every minute of every day I'm working or I'm just trying to relax my brain. Like I'm just trying to like not think or just zone out for a minute or spend time with my kid or just go to the pool and just, you know, like I, I, I just, cause to me to communicate with a guy does take extra bandwidth. It You know, I want to be communicative. So when I see people, like, so when I do give time to people, it sometimes is a bit stressful for me because I've noticed sometimes if I'm not on my A-game or if I'm having a Mm -hmm. tough day, guys will sometimes check out because they're like, oh, she's boring. And so I do give people my time when I'm feeling better. And... cause I don't feel safe giving them my, my time and energy on days that are more difficult because I'm like, Hey, I'm having a difficult day and they want to be in a different mood. And I'm just like, I need, I need someone to be supportive right now. So yeah. I don't want to put them in that space because they don't have to be right now. They're not my boyfriend or whomever. Like, I don't know. So I guess what I'm saying is like, I've seen you go through that process of being like, Oh, I should give this guy another chance. And it, and it helped me feel better because i'm like i'm that girl <laughs> i'm that girl that yeah. maybe guys have gotten mad at me in the past or been like i've messaged you on dating apps and you didn't respond and i'm like i'm so sorry i got overwhelmed and i checked out and and so that's why i'm i'm try i'm trying to stay away from that situation where i'm upsetting people because yeah. i tend to do that and so i'm like i don't want to be that girl on dating apps where guys are like dude I matched with you and we were talking and then all of a sudden you just pieced out and I'm like yeah I don't want to burn bridges you know
1: yeah yeah I um I love what you said I I think sometimes to like just to go back to a part that you referenced where you said sometimes guys get like bored with you kind of thing like you're not talking enough
0: mm-hmm. it
1: could definitely be that I for me um when this presented in my dating realms my past traumas or past instances are telling me that if you're not wanting to talk to me it's because you don't want me yeah and so that's been kind of an interesting thing to navigate with with god right of like you know i you see the conversations you know their heart so if i'm gonna keep navigating this i'll keep navigating this and if i shouldn't please help me figure that out right like I don't want to be some puppy dog girl who's just like, hi, I'm here. No problem. Um, But sometimes I, you know. Yeah. So said interesting.
0: Yeah. I said this the other day to my friend. I was like, I have given grace to so many men in my life. And then I meet a decent guy. Why wouldn't I give him the grace that I've been giving all these other people that didn't didn't deserve my grace I don't know the right word for it but why stop now I guess and and we had a pretty my friend and I had a pretty raw conversation about this this week of how much grace do we give men um, Mm -hmm. and is that making a fool out of us and the thing that she said I wish I had written it down but she said I would regret she's like I'm realizing that I would regret not giving them the like giving them the benefit of the doubt and me trying to communicate with them than just moving along. And I think it's different when you're in an abusive situation. And you're in a relationship that, you know, continues to show up and is, you know, that's a totally different conversation. But when we're talking about just starting to date someone or just being interested in someone, I think giving them, you know, because we say, well, this is this, this is their time. They're on their best behavior right now. And I'm like, you might have found them at a bad time, like with myself, where it's like, I'm just sworn. I'm just like. Like swimming, I'm trying to tread water right now. And then people will be like, oh, you shouldn't be dating right now. And it's like, can I have some joy in my life? Can I have some, you know, experiences with dating just because I'm overwhelmed? You know, and it's like, people think that you have to have, you you, you have to set up this time to date where it's like, you're, you're, you're perfect. And you've healed. are
1: perfect. Yes.
0: You've healed from all your wounds and you have all the time in the world and the money's good. And, you know, and and it's like, that is not life. Mm -mm. It's just not, it it, it doesn't work that way. And so giving grace is a difficult thing. So it was interesting because my friend and I are having this conversation and we head to institute. We go into the building, and there's four different classes we can go to. And the first one to the right, I'd never been to, but it was um, about um, The Miracle of Forgiveness, or one of those books. Um, And she was like, forgiveness, that's what we need to go to. And so we went into the class, and she was reading The Dawn Treader. And she was reading about Eunice turning into a dragon and Um. having... Aslan help him take off the scales and become a little boy again and it was all about grace it was all about the Lord giving us grace that we haven't earned we don't earn his grace and It's And then we had the conversation about when is it appropriate to give grace and to not and to walk away. And, you know, I said, look in the New Testament when the Savior is giving grace and when he isn't. And it is when the Pharisees and Sadducees that are struggling to understand the Savior and they're like, well, this is not the doctrine. These are not the policies that we have. You are disobeying the policies. And the Savior is a little bit more tough on them. And he's like, your heart is in the wrong place. But then you have the woman caught in adultery. Then you have the woman at the well with her four previous husbands and living with a man she's not married to. And is the Lord sitting there reprimanding her? No. He's giving her so much love. And and that is what the, the Savior looks upon our hearts. And then she said, you know, she had these two diagrams on the board. And one of them was like our concept of that we, um, oh, I wish I could remember the words. But the, the, the first one is how we typically view as our, in our religion, we struggle with grace. We struggle mm-hmm. with that concept in our religion because we're like, faith without works is dead. And be perfect, even as I am. And we have to be able to get to the temple. And so we have to have this checklist in our minds. And we forget that it's all possible through Christ. None of, we, none of us would be able to even repent for the smallest of sins. And so she reminds us that God doesn't punish. He gives more love. And mm-hmm. I have felt that when I sin. I have felt not an absence of the spirit, but the, but God saying, don't leave me. Don't yep. let Satan pull you down and convince you that you, you know, you're so bad. Like I said this to mm-hmm. somebody the other night, cause they were apologizing to me. And I'm like, you know, I'm not angry anymore and I forgive you. And so I'm giving you this opportunity. You don't have to sit there and grovel and feel horrible unless you want Mm -hmm. to. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. in order to be forgiven, we don't need this set amount of time period where we're like, I'm such a bad person. Mm -hmm. Instead, the Lord gives an increase of love, which is like a basic parenting tactic. When you discipline, then you give an increase of love. Mm
1: -hmm. I um, had this impression a while back where, um, talking about that same situation, right, where you're like, okay, so this person maybe is rubbing me the wrong way, but maybe I just have really high expectations for what I'm expecting of them at this stage in their life, right? And, and navigating that with God. Um, one of the things I have felt before when praying about it is um, empathy and grace are some of the highest God-like attributes that we could try to emulate in this life. <sighs> and I think Heavenly Father gives us opportunities to strengthen those through all different types of things, and I think right now in this season of my life, he's giving me the opportunity to um, strengthen those muscles, not perfect because not Uh Jesus, but strengthen those muscles and try to learn deeper empathy, try to learn more abundant grace for others, try to learn how to be more like the savior right like that's what we're trying to do and i think we can find opportunities to become more like our savior through dating if we're looking for them and if we're including the godhead in the process
0: Because like you said before, they look, they know the conversations we're not there for. They know their heart. They know their experiences. And so if we are going to be more like the Savior, the Savior can look upon the heart, right? He is atoning for all of us right now. He's feeling each of us individually what we're going through. And so he can say, you know, this guy is being manipulative, and this is a path that would be unsafe for you. Or he can say, hey, this was a tough day for this person, and if you give them grace, like, it will encourage and uplift them. Because I feel like Heavenly Father's like, let's not football coach everyone, because I'll football coach myself. I'm like, you're stupid, you're dumb, do better. And I'm just like, I I need to myself and to others, be like, I'm a loving, kind, encourager, like a grandma or grandpa Mm -hmm. figure of like, we love you no matter what. Here's some treats and a hug, and you've got this. Do you need an extra $5? Don't spend it all in one place.
1: <laughs> exactly. You know what's crazy, too, is that um, as, as you and I have talked about this, oh, sorry, I'm a little emotional right now, but as I've implemented that into my life, as I have um, included the Godhead and followed those promptings, it is such a testimony builder of now how i recognize the spirit because i will receive um, promptings or revelation for myself of how to move forward with something and and within you know a time frame you'll see that come to pass right you'll see whatever you were being advised on come to light and you realize oh my gosh this is so real and i'm receiving this through heavenly father this is coming from and again, so I date a lot of non LDS people, but being able to be like, "All right, I know that there's a higher power, even if you don't believe in a heavenly Father and a heavenly mother and a Savior and the Holy Spirit, you can recognize them all as one. that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's this higher power that communicates with me about my life and and because because we have a heavenly Father. The Heavenly Mother, and a Savior, and a Holy Spirit, who love us and are interested in the details, you know, it's like, these are those testimony-building moments for us, I think. Um, that's enough of that, sorry. I <laughs> got a little off topic there, but I just, man, as you were talking about, I was just over, like, flooded with the spirit of, like, these are your testimony building experiences in dating, right? Like I think so many people think dating has to be this horrible thing and it's not even, I mean, shoot, I've been single a while and and dating progressively dating all these different types of people. And I'm still gaining this incredible testimony of our heavenly father and our savior and our heavenly mother and, and the spirit and, how they want to communicate with us and be involved in the details which then translates to like how I include them in my parenting how I include them in my trying to honor my mother and father and how I um how I live my life right like it, it welcomes god into the details of our lives when we are inviting him amen
0: I just, it's
1: got a little preachy. I'm sorry. (laughs) No,
0: not preachy. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, You know, I I like to think of how God isn't, you know, the New Testament for me is more relatable than the Old Testament. The Old Testament, Mm -hmm. sometimes I put on a shelf and I'm like, I don't really understand it. And that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just thousands of years old. And those people were very different than me. But the New Testament and how much the Savior is interacting with others um, shows me about parenting, about, you know, God isn't a punisher. He's, it's a natural, um, natural consequence. Yeah. Most of it is just natural consequence. Um, I, I... I have felt that when I've repented, um, a few weeks ago, I was an in institute and I couldn't shut up. I kept raising my <laughs> hand and talking and I was so embarrassed and I did not want, I just felt only father was like, share this, share this. And afterwards, every, like there were a few people that were like, no, thank you so much for what you shared. And they were really kind. But, um, one gentleman said, um, he he said that he he talked about how the spirit leaves when you sin, right? Um and I had shared that I didn't feel like that was true. I feel like we turn away from the spirit. It's when we are deciding no longer to listen to the Holy Ghost. Um we all have the light of Christ in us. We're all born with that. We're all born with the savior with us atoning for us. So, another guy in the class was saying that um he was talking about the the belief that we have that the Spirit leaves when we sin. And I know that it's talked about, and I don't really know where, but I have personally felt that when I sin, there it's it's not that I the spirit leaves it's that I turn away from the spirit it's that I'm turning away from that I'm choosing not to listen to the spirit and so we're all born with the light of Christ we're all born with the savior atoning for us literally right now he's feeling what we're feeling he's going through what we're going through and I I just feel so strongly that it's not a punishment from God when we're sinning it's more of if you, if you don't want to obey, like, I'm still going to keep trying. I'm still going to keep trying, but we're choosing to no longer listen to that. And so it just kind of dulls after a while. But yeah. I just don't, God doesn't give up on us. And we know that those who have covenants, the Lord is even more, like, persistent on getting mm-hmm. us back to the temple and getting us back there. And it's not, to me, it's not about a checklist of sins. It's more of, he wants us to feel peace and joy and to have that. Um, that peace in our lives and so when I was at Institute I just I just couldn't stop like sharing that I'm like I have committed sins where I was like okay that's it God's gonna peace out now the spirit's gonna go and they're gonna be like and we're done with you you piece of crap you know like mm-hmm. time to stone her and instead I just felt this
1: time to stone her I'm <laughs> right sorry. Like, I, mean, I could st- not not yeah. <laughs>
0: It <laughs> just like straight up Old Testament, like eye for an eye, you know. And instead, it was, we love you. You are loved. Don't give up. Don't like. And and that is one of the biggest soapboxes I have. Is that sin is not a reason to walk away from God. We are always sinning. Like it is so easy for us to pick hierarchy and sin. Well, this is a worse sin, this is a worse sin. It doesn't matter, all of it is repentable, all of it. Like we can repent for all of it, like we literally, like I tell my son, I'm like, you literally couldn't go to hell, like even if you tried to, you're not a son of perdition. Sorry. It's not gonna happen for you. You are going to one of the kingdoms and you're gonna go to the kingdom that you want to because the millennium's gonna come. You're gonna have that thousand years of the savior reigning on the earth and Satan is bound. And you're gonna have this time to repent and to choose what kingdom you want to go to. But we get so caught up in damnation and hell and brimstone and we forget that the Lord is more merciful than we could ever imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's. Yes. All of that is. Yes. Sorry. This is not good podcast uh, entertainment when I'm like, yes, yes. Well, that's how I felt when you share,
0: too. Amen. Yeah. It's
1: like my head's just like, yes, that is 100 percent accurate. I think of um, I because I don't date a lot of LDS people, I get to have a lot of conversations about our beliefs. And there are a lot of misconceptions, right? About LDS people think that everyone is going to hell, is like the the idea that these men have. They'll be like, You think that I'm going to hell? And I'm like, I actually think I've got a better chance at than you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because we've think,
0: made covenants. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, sure. nope, I actually think that you are saved by the grace of God. Enjoy. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: and, you're sinning you in know. ignorance, dude.
1: Yeah. yeah, dude, you got the green <laughs> <I'm> light. <sorry. laughs> but like you know I mean more than that though it's just like I think people don't realize how much we believe in the grace of God and how much um the atonement is real and should be real right and it's like um I growing up as a kid and teenager it wasn't until like my early 20s that I started to understand that repentance is a daily thing I wasn't understanding that repentance didn't have to be this big like oh, I went too far with my boyfriend and after the steak dance, you know? Like, yeah. that's not what this is. Repentance is a daily thing because every one of us are sinning all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the time because we're human and that is part of the human experience, which is why we have a savior, which is why there's the plan of salvation, right? It It wasn't because God was like, hey, go to earth and be perfect. He was like, go to earth it's gonna be hard i got yeah. you here's the savior and not only is it my son it's my only begotten son you're welcome he's the only one who could do this perfectly for you please live a good life and do your best but when you mess up he's there
0: and it is we are here to mess up like that is not the backup plan yeah. it is the plan like yeah. in ether it says god gives us weakness so God, God can give and take weakness away. He can give and take our temptations away. Some of them are self-imposed and some Mm -hmm. of them are the bodies he made for us, the trauma we've experienced, the Mm -hmm. influence of others in our lives. A lot of it isn't our own doing, but he could take that away if he wanted to. A lot of it is about whether or not we, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, I was asking Heavenly Father, like, what. It was that he wanted for me. And he was like, in this life, I want you just to learn to love yourself no matter what, no matter what you look like or what you say or what other people think of you or the mistakes that you made, no matter what, Mm -hmm. no matter how much is in your bank account, no matter if people are judging you or think that your choices are stupid or you lose friends. Because I've lost friends over this podcast, over my life choices. They don't want to be included in my life anymore because they think that I am being stupid, like th- that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Or who do I think that I am, st- sharing a podcast with my views? I'm not a general authority, you know, things like that. And and instead, Heavenly Father is like, just love yourself, no matter
1: what. It is wild how many people have opinions about this podcast. Just as a side note, like. Yeah, people who you thought would be supportive of it aren't, which is fine. I love all the people who are.
0: We're learning. I mean, I I am learning that if there's anyone that understands that, it's the Savior. If there's anyone that understands that people turn on you and they don't like your choices, it's the Savior. And so, I mean... And I'm not saying that to be like, I am like the Savior of more of just the Savior understands. And I'm so glad he gave me that example. His life was hard. When we think like our lives will be perfect when we keep the commandments, it's like, look at the Savior. I mean, look at every yeah. example in the scriptures ever. No one's having a gay old perfect time except for what? Is it Enoch? Um, mm-hmm. And it took a whole freaking city. So, I mean, other than that, everything else has just been turmoil. And, and yeah. So that does, it's not a marker for a good person. So a lot of people look at my life and they see that I'm not as financially stable as I would want to be. And they're like, see, you're not making good choices. And I'm like, dude, look at the beginning of the church. Like they were struggling financially nonstop. And that, and that yeah. wasn't a marker for whether or not they were following the Lord. It's hard. It's hard. I think the marker is peace. The marker yeah. is... You know, and you can go to God and you can ask him what he thinks. And that's what I live off of. Because honestly, I don't want to be financially struggling either. This is not fun.
1: I think (laughs) you hit the nail on the head um, with talking about how when you go to God, you find peace. And to bring it back to dating, because we've definitely talked about a couple different things this podcast, which I love. I think we went some beautiful places. But to bring it back to dating, I think that is what i would like to share as my message today is i find peace when i date and include the godhead um i find peace throughout the entire dating process be it good or bad because heaven knows it's a good combo of both and that's how i find peace and i think from our conversation i've learned that's how you also find peace in it um, both of our dating landscapes are very different. Um, you're off the apps. I'm kind of off the apps right now, too, but <laughs> mm-hmm, we're not going to talk about that. But, you know, like when you're dating people, it looks different for you than me. But the the true center there is that we both rely on the Lord and we find peace throughout because of that, even when horrible things happen.
0: I, that's how I survive. Is yeah. I, I mean, I know there's a God. Otherwise I wouldn't, yeah. I, I know I wouldn't be here. I don't mean to be so droll, but yeah. I, I know I wouldn't be alive. And so I know there's a God and I know he loves me, but I know he can guide us and he can direct our life. Yeah. He can help us hand in hand with our lives. I don't view him as a instructor. That's like, do this and this. Cause I told you so yeah. it's more of, he really is yoked with us. Like we're doing this together.
1: And I'd like to put a little note in there that this type of dating is accessible to anybody. I know we have a lot of friends who listen to this who aren't LDS, but yeah. who are single. And I know I have a lot of friends who are not LDS or single, but still listen to my podcast. You guys are the real, the real winners there. I love you for it. So but, cool that they listen. But I know because it applies love to them it. in no way. I know, right? <laughs> They're in like, no what way. are
0: covenants? These girls are nuts. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> But Do you guys I believe love... in a heavenly
0: mother? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Right. But um, I just want to say that these, the approaching your life in this way, going to heavenly father and praying and including him in your details, that's not just for Mormon people. It's, it's not just for the LDS people. We all have the light of Christ and we all have the ability to receive um, revelation. So I would encourage everyone to, Apply, find a way to apply that to your life. If you're not dating, then find a way to include God in your life, however that looks to you, right? I have friends and family who are going to listen to this who maybe don't pray, but do meditate or do mm-hmm. um, different types of praise. And however that looks for you, when you include God in your life, I promise you, you'll find more peace. And I think you would echo that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not crazy. I mean, I, I, like I've said before, I can't give myself peace. I, I try. (laughs) God gives me peace and he, and he gives me love and he gives me strength. And I mean, I, I remember on my mission, this bumper sticker in Spanish that said, only God can judge me. And it had like this like gangster, like with like this, like this cholo and like this cross on it. And I was just like, I feel that like only God can judge me. And, and God understands us so intimately. He is, he is a loving God. Like, I think I forget that other people don't believe in a loving God. And like, I'm like with you, I am not praying to God. Like he's like eons away and he's like stern and staunch. And I'm like, hello, sir, may I have a snippet of your time? I'm like, I like, I have like a nickname that I call him, you know, like he's my dad. And I as, as my dad, he understands my personality and and he communicates me and communicates with me in the way that I need to. And I think it's a lot of to do with like our love languages. Like if you know how your love language, you might be able to see how God communicates with you. If it's through, you know, acts of service or words of affirmation or physical touch, you know, like to me, physical touch is so important that I will physically feel like this warmth and this love and, you know, and I'll cry like for joy, you know, and some people will see me in church and they're like, are you OK? <laughs>
1: like, yeah,
0: just feeling the spirit <laughs> just,
1: just out here. Feel I, I had someone walk up to me the other day in a place of worship and be like, I'm so sorry, honey. And I was like, oh, no, I'm fine. That. This is this is just joy. It's fine. <laughs> this is what joy looks like when you're Ashley Cook. It's fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is me. This is, yeah, I, when I feel the Lord dump his, like, love on me, I'm just, like, sobbing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that this is a really good place to end our podcast today, because we have touched on some really beautiful things, and I think we're ending on a high note. Is there anything else that you want to add to tonight?
0: Um, For the people that don't believe in God, I would um, say, ask him if he loves you. I I mean, it might be uncomfortable to have a conversation with him if you don't feel comfortable talking to him, but if you really want to know if he's there, you can ask if he loves you because he will help you feel that love and it's incredible. And I promise you, he, he does love you. He loves you as much as he loves me and I'm not crazy. And I, I know that people that have told me that they went and asked God, do you love me? Felt it. And it and it changed their life
1: yeah absolutely well thank you so much go page this has been another wonderful podcast with you um i just want to take a moment to plug our patreon if you have a moment please go over check out there's all sorts of good stuff for you to um purchase and download there and then yeah
0: And and like it, subscribe, and punch
1: that subscribe button, and rate our podcast,
0: and share it, and leave a comment.
1: And if you could, give it a good rating, because someone's been (laughs) messing up our ratings.
0: (laughs) We have some haters. So, yeah, if you want to help us out, thanks.
1: Also... Leave comments and let me know if you like Speak Now Taylor's version because obviously that's a priority in my life. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. <laughs>